What is up, gorgeous soul? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Embodied Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Fisher, and today I am joined by an amazing guest named Pedia, who is a woman's alignment coach who helps those who have been pushed down, playing it small due to toxic relationships or unhealed childhood trauma, create an abundant life that is true to their soul purpose. We dive into a really delicious episode today about what it means to be unapologetically abundant, some of the ways people can hold themselves back from living an unapologetically abundant life, and how to really start making bolder moves as an entrepreneur and choosing to honor your yes towards what your soul is here to do. I'm so excited for you to dive into this week's episode. Let's fucking get it. Well, I am so, so excited to have you here. I, for those listening, I actually had the pleasure of being supported by you. And it was like this beautiful opportunity where you were so willing to just love me and see me in like the early, early days of my business. And I remember you came and did a guest expert spot in my first ever group coaching program. And something that I've just always so deeply admired about you is like, you are the embodiment of abundance. Like you give so freely. And when I had the like pleasure of inviting you onto this show, it was like really, really special to me because I've, you're somebody who like, when I think about my journey, I'm like, wow, like she truly wanted to get, like, she wanted to support me so willingly and freely. And like, you are the embodiment of abundance. And so I'm so excited to dive into this conversation all about living an abundant life with you. Thank you so much, Rachel. And I love it. Like when we started our call that you really start with such a genuine and authentic acknowledgement, because I didn't know, I didn't even know that three years ago, I inspired you and impacted you and like really supported you in showing up unapologetically in your gifts. Because like you said, for me, it's so natural. Mm -hmm. that I don't even think about it, but isn't it so beautiful? And this is something that I'm instilling in all the women, like all my clients, all the women who are listening to my show or my, you know, on Instagram, that when you are unapologetically you, that's how you truly create the abundance, not the version of you who you think you get to be so people like you or the version of you that will be like highly paid that usually leads to like misery right but it's it's so beautiful when we can realize that who we are matters and who we are really makes a difference and so when you share that with me right before we hit the record button it's it was beautiful acknowledgement for me especially today I was just sharing on my stories right before we jump on Today, it would be my grandma's birthday and Mm. she was my, you know, she was my soulmate and she passed last year. So Mm. for me, it's still very fresh. And so I have these emotions of like, I'm so happy. I'm so on purpose. I'm living my legacy and she's not here, you know? So it's it's like this. So Mm. I said that I had a, I did a breathwork session for myself And my grandma connected with me and she told Mm -hmm. me that she's so proud of me and that she lives through me and through my, my legacy. So -hmm. when I come on, like, you know, literally five minutes later and you tell me, Hey, you impacted me. It means Mm -hmm. the world to me, Rachel, you know, and I really acknowledge you and honor you for saying that and speaking the truth because this is your space, right? This is your audience. And I feel so honored to come here 
but like being so recognized, it's so beautiful and life-giving. So thank you. It means Mm. a lot. My heart, oh, just like full body tingles and yeah, my pleasure. Like I am so deeply grateful to share that with you. And thank you so much for sharing too about the anniversary of your grandmother's passing. And I really resonate with what you're saying because my my grandparents also helped raise me. And so I had like a very like deep, like soul connection with them. And my grandma actually passed away. Um, it'll be, yeah, it was four years ago on New Year's Day this year. And I really resonate with what you're saying about how, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, like not having them here to see the continual unfurling of your brilliance, but they're still, they're still here, you know, and that's so beautiful. And I really, um, yeah, I really, that really hit me in the feels. I definitely resonated with that big time. And thank you for sharing that vulnerability with all of us and everything you were saying too about, yeah, just living unapologetically as yourself and how that really is such a key factor in living in abundance. And I'm so curious for you to share a little bit more about, you know, what being unapologetically abundant actually means to you. Mm -hmm. I love that question so much, you know, because I like people look at me now and they're like, wow, it's so easy for you. You're young, you know, you have all the like time and you have your own business and you are married and like all these things, you know, having your show, having your six figure online coaching business, like must be nice. But what the people don't realize is that I had to change who I was being and what I believed about myself and then the world so I can hold the space for this because I was raised in a very small town in Czech Republic, hence that's my accent from, but um, there was a lot of scarcity and it's not like I lived in poverty, but I live in a place that there was never enough time, always comparing to other people, always comparing to others like everything. And there was this scarcity of like, you cannot trust anyone and you cannot trust nothing. And I was raised and don't get too excited. If you're too excited, it's not going to work out. So all these beliefs in me, I had to start rebuilding that. And what I have realized around three years ago is three, four, time flies. I cannot even count. Oh my God. (laughs) You're like, you have a timeline. It's like, wait a minute, that was like four years already ago. Oh, wow. So around four years ago, who cares about the timelines, right? But I realized that when I started to be really me, when I stopped losing myself in relationships, in people pleasing, that's when the good things started to happen. That's when the opportunities start to come. And it was suddenly it was easy. And I was scared because, you know, like when something happens easily, you're like, this is just a fluke. I cannot sustain it. This will never happen again. And then it happens again. And it's just so fascinating to like, okay, this is working out. Okay. And it's still like a major imposter syndrome, right? Like who, who haven't struggled with that? Like you, you do something like, oh, this is too easy. This is too good. Right. So I had to work through that. And then I started to notice that For example, the less I worked, the more money I made, which was like for me in my mind, something I couldn't comprehend. 
because I was raised in, you have to work hard. You have to like serve others and things like that. Like serve others, meaning leave yourself last, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? So being unapologetically abundant for me is start being unapologetically yourself. Start really understanding who you are. And there are many beautiful modalities that you can be using. For example, like human design. I'm obsessed with human design, you know, using human design to understand yourself, understand, you know, your environment, the people around you, using breathwork to release the old emotional baggage that it's not even yours. I just did a VIP weekend with my client and we did ancestral healing when she realized that the overwhelm she's feeling it's not hers is the overwhelm her mother felt when she was in a womb and the approval that she kept searching from her grandma and breaking the ancestral patterns. So it's so powerful. First, you get to understand yourself, believe unapologetically that you're perfectly made for your purpose. And then the abundance comes. And it's not just the money. I love money, you know, and it's not just the money. I feel like the money, it's a cherry on the top that helps you to create even more impact, even more freedom, even more goodness, right? Because when people make good money, we make a, we do a great things like, you know, Chris Harder likes the sake. So I love that, but it took me decades to rewrite these stories, but there is no other way, really. You came here to be you and no one else. And when you embrace that, that's when everything can come to you that it's rightfully yours. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And it's so powerful because what you're saying resonates so deeply. And I even just wrote a post about this today. It's like your like the embodiment of like the full spectrum of what it means to be you as a unique individual with unique brilliance, like that is, you know, the quote unquote, your secret sauce, like, and that won't be found in a specific strategy or a step-by-step framework or anything. It's like, it's something that you learn through the devotion to unlearning all the programming and stories and, you know, bullshit that like has conditioned you to believe that you don't actually get to live in an, an abundant reality. And I really appreciate what you're saying too, about how so much of the conditioning that we hold around, you know, not being able to get what we desire or not feeling like we're enough. It oftentimes isn't even ours. Like it's passed down through our DNA and then the beautiful thing is, is like, you know, anyone listening to this and surely the people that listen to your podcast and you work with as well, like we know on a soul level that like we came here to be really big and to be bold and to be brilliant. And like we have this like soul mission that we're here to fulfill. And so although it isn't always, doesn't always feel easy, we're gifted with the awareness of what we know, what we're talking about here. And therefore, because we have the awareness, we can take this action steps to actually shift those beliefs and that programming so that we can rewrite our story, live an abundant life and literally change the trajectory of our ancestral lineage. Like we get to be those cycle breakers. And I, I love your content because you talk about this and it's just so, so beautiful. And I'm curious in your experience, you know, what do you feel like are oftentimes the ways that people hold themselves back from living unapologetically, mm-hmm. living in abundance, like and experiencing prosperity in their business as well? Mm-hmm. 
I feel like the the biggest one that I've experienced and that I see in my clients, it's like this feeling of unworthiness and, and, you know, shame that I feel like is the biggest one. Because again, like the way we are raised, there are family beliefs, right? And a lot of my clients have parents who have been working really hard and who believe in eight to five and the safety, right? In our generation, it's so different. And our parents and grandparents, they don't understand it, right? Like they want us to be safe. They want us to be stable. They want us to do the right things. And they don't understand that we are rewriting the history. Literally, we are changing how things are done. And wait for our kids, right? Like those will be complete, like energetically different consciousness, you know, and beings. So I feel like the sense of worthiness and those limiting beliefs, you know, that they are not worthy and that it has to be hard. And also like people are very afraid to express themselves, you know, so there are two spectrums, you know, like you're being too loud and too obnoxious because you're hiding yourself, right? And of course, there can be a million different ways, but like the two, like really obvious one, you are very like loud, obnoxious, very energetic. So you proving yourself, right? Like, oh, look at me. Like, I don't care. The other one, it's like hiding and people pleasing and really like being afraid to be judged, being afraid to be failure, being afraid to, you know, like stand alone. So, and, and none of those are really aligned with their truth because for me, I'm so unapologetically myself and I don't care, but I don't care because I care so deeply. The woman that I work with, I care so deeply. I nurture so deeply. So it's riding their nervous system. So they're feeling safe. They're feeling relaxed. Like think about it, Rachel, like the best ideas we get when we're in a state of relaxations, right? Before falling asleep, when we're sitting in a shower, right? When we're in the nature, when we are by the water, like the state of relaxations, it's when we are really connected with who we really are. And that can happen only when we are being fully present. And if we're trying to prove ourselves, if we're trying to hustle and work hard, it's not going to happen because you disconnect from your true nature, And that's where the abundance is. Yes, absolutely. Uh, That resonates so deeply. And I feel like we really hit the nail on the head around like the worthiness piece. And it's getting to a point where it's like you're able to see your inherent worthiness, that it is in fact a natural gift, a birthright that you hold. And we can move mountains from that place of like deeply seeing ourselves. And oftentimes, you know, when people are like, I don't feel like people are seeing me or I don't feel like I'm understood. It's because they're not seeing themselves or understanding themselves and like learning how to become embodied in that unique brilliance and to really feel like the worthiness that is yours to have hold and express like what we create from that place is beyond words like it's and I I've even seen it in my own journey you know I know when I first so this is my fifth year in business and I know like the first year and even the second year it was so like so much of my programming was I'm not good enough I don't think I can do this I'm not smart enough how the hell am I gonna be able to sustain this is this gonna last and it was just these like piles of narratives that would just 
pretty well chokehold me from actually mm. being unapologetic and speaking what I actually wanted to say. And through much to what you're saying through this like process of unlearning and deprogramming and mm. learning how to regulate my nervous system mm. and reprogramming my body and my mind with different modalities like hypnotherapy and breath work, I've been able to actually get wow. to a place where I'm like, oh no, I get to create magic. And I am here to do big things in the world. And so thank you so much for sharing that perspective. And, you know, I'm really curious for you, you know, when it comes to making bolder moves as an entrepreneur and, you know, really choosing to honor your yes towards what your soul is here to do, like, how do you feel for yourself or in your experience working with clients? Like, how do we actually hold ourselves through that inevitable fear or discomfort that, of course, arises along the ride and the process? Hmm. I love this question, Rachel. And the thing is that it's just just the knowing that this, you know, that the fear will come but also that it's temporary, right? Like all the fears are coming from our spleen. All fears are just momentarily, right? It will arise, but also when you acknowledge it, when you feel it, then it will pass. It doesn't hold the power over you until you start feeding it. And like, oh, that's true. And this can happen really, you know, so unless you're going in the downward spiral, what really helps me is to, when I was doing like a decisions or when I wanted to like decide something and I was afraid, I literally just sit down and write down the three scenarios. I write down like, What's the worst that can happen? What's probable that will happen? And what's the best case scenario? What can happen? You write them down very honestly. And then you ask yourself, well, if the worst case scenario happened, am I still okay? Am I going to still survive? Is there a possibility that I will support it and that I will grow through this? So if you're okay with the worst case scenario, well, then you just go for that. If not, well, create something else because the fears will be always there because we keep expanding, we keep growing, you know, and it's so funny. I was going through the fears, like very deep fears, like at the beginning of this year, because we decided that this year we want to get pregnant, you know, with my husband. I'm like, how am I going to do this? Like, I am, you know, how am I going to hold the space for my clients and be entrepreneur and traveling the world and doing the retreats and VIP weekends? Like, can I really do that? Can I be a present mother? What about my body? What if it's changed? And then I change my relationship. It's like decades of the work that I have done to love myself, to love my body, to understand myself, to be where I am, right? And then baby is going to change everything. So I was going through deep fears and those times I acknowledged that and I went inward and I asked myself, what do I need right now? And what I really needed that moment was do things for myself. So I hired a mentor, I, you know, enroll in new courses, new uh, studies, you know, getting certified in Kundalini activation process now. And also I attended two retreats because I had a feeling that I don't want to like, there was a moment, there was a time that I said, I don't want to be expanding my business because right now it's all about me. The business can always expand, but me being with me, so I maintain my business, you know, for the first few months of the year. And then in April, I came back. I'm like, okay, I'm full. I'm satisfied. I'm confident. Of course, fears will still come because you don't know what you expect, right? If you never expected before, literally. 
but uh, it's just the knowingness and the trust and looking back, right? Because if you're listening to this podcast with Rachel, I know you're powerful and I know that you went through a lot of things and yet here you are. Here you are listening, here you are growing, here you're expanding, here you're investing in yourself. It has a lot to say about you. So you get to remember if you made it up until this point, it's not to make it up until just here. You'll keep going and growing. So you always figure it out up until now, you will keep figuring it out. And that's that's what I had to do, Rachel, this year when I was facing like new, never before experienced fears, because it doesn't matter if you want to expect baby, if you want to expand your business, if you want to like change your health, change your relationship, tell your boss something, you know, there will be always these fears. But if you don't face them, you will stay where you are and you will be even more miserable than facing them and knowing what is on the other side, because at least, you know. Yes. Oh, so powerful. And I resonate so deeply with everything that you're sharing. And yeah, it's like, it's making, it's almost like befriending discomfort and befriending the fear. And it's like knowing that we get to choose the meaning that those sensations hold in our lives. So it's like, discomfort doesn't need to mean you're unsafe. Fear doesn't need to mean that you're actually in danger. Mm -hmm. And it's learning how to actually have like coping mechanisms and the self-regulation to be like, oh, you know, for example, like you're talking about that you're going to, you're on the journey to becoming a mother. That's a brand new experience. And it's like, you might feel that discomfort or that fear, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's a no for you. It's like the becoming a mother is a yes, but the fear is still there. And that's like literally life. Like life is literally all about learning how to hold the full spectrum of our humanity and knowing that like there's going to be days where we're super uncomfortable. There's going to be days where regardless of how much work we've done within ourselves, we feel self-doubt and it's choosing what that actually means. You know, even like this morning, I was sharing with my audience today, you know, I was being really hard on myself around the fact around just how I've been showing up for my movement practices and my fitness journey. And I was just like noticing myself just be so hard on myself. And my decision in that moment was, okay, I either just like act like this doesn't happen, this didn't happen. And like, I just like keep, you know, being mean to myself or I have a really good cry and I like meet my own needs. And what you said is like asking yourself, what do I actually need right now? Mm -hmm. And it's like reparenting ourselves in that moment. It's like meeting those needs and holding ourselves literally like we're holding a child and being like, Hey, what do you need right now? And what I needed was a good cry and I danced and now I feel great. (laughs) So it's like, how can we actually move with the sensations, move with the energy, the stories and know that on the other side of it is, is, is like basically an, um, an opportunity for us to like learn and grow. And that when we do feel fear, it's like, oh, okay, curious. What, what is this telling me right now? Or what is this teaching me? Is there an opportunity here to love myself a little bit deeper? And the three questions that you provided too, I think are so powerful. Like I love that process so much because facing the worst case scenario is oftentimes not even that bad. Like the worst case scenario usually is not even that bad. (laughs) We made it like so, so, so bad. You know what I mean? And it's so fascinating because then when you write it all down, the worst, worst, worst case scenario, sometimes it sounds so ridiculous that it really relaxes you because you're like, 
yeah, no, this, this won't happen. Like you, you, it's like this craziness gets you into your senses and you're like, yeah, that's not really probable. So I think I will be probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's like, even I remember when I was, you know, first starting my business and I had this really big fear of like, oh my gosh, like, you know, what if I don't make any money next month? Yeah. Or like, what if I don't sign a client? And that was like a very real reality for me when I was in the early stages of my business. And what I would find to be true is when I'd explore, well, what's the worst case scenario? Like back then it was like, oh, well, the worst case scenario is I don't sign a client. And then I was like, but then what? I was like, oh, I actually have this support system. I can ask this person for help. Like there were actual resources available to support me. And so the worst case scenario, because in my head I was like, oh my gosh, like what if I lose everything? But that was literally not even possible for me. Like losing everything wasn't even an option. And of course, through the past several years, you know, of building my business and scaling it to multiple six figures, it's like that part has been a direct result of like who I was choosing to be in the process of learning to feel safe, mm-hmm. learning to feel secure with money, learning how to feel secure within myself, learning to trust my community, learning to trust myself. And so I feel like, yeah, the tr- self-trust piece and knowing that you're worthy, knowing that you're going to be okay is like truly some of the most important foundations to have when you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's so amazing. And, and I love what you say, Rachel, it's very important to have a support system. Mm. like you cannot do the life alone. Like we're, we're not monks who will be living in a cave, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, if you're someone listening and you maybe don't have, you know, a partner, maybe you don't have a close relationship with your family. I think the most important thing is, is to start to look for those areas of support. Like where do you feel supported? Does that maybe look like, you know, immersing yourself in a group coaching program, or maybe that looks like doing something in person in your community or hiring a coach. It's like, I feel like entrepreneurship, like is not, like you said, it's not meant to be done alone. And it's so freaking lonely if you are trying to do it alone, because there's going to be these inevitable moments of fear or self-doubt or literally, even when you're wanting to celebrate yourself, having people to celebrate with, right? Like that is something that I've, I don't know if this resonates with you, but I know for me, as I've, you know, kind of gotten to this stage of my journey, like, don't get me wrong. I still have, you know, moments of self-doubt and I still have shit come up for me because I'm very human, but more now what feels really good in my support system is having people that just like see me and celebrate me and like having my coach who like, is like, you're amazing. Look at all this cool stuff you're doing. It's like less for me now about, you know, feeling like I need someone to help me like get out of the trenches of despair. And it's more like I like having people in my corner that see me and love me has like been such a gift, such a gift for my soul. Mm, it really is. And and I believe that the essence and the energy of celebration, it's the energy of abundance, you know, like what we appreciate, appreciate. So when we can celebrate and when we can share it with others, like our energy raises. And with that, we can hold even more space for even more abundance and even more good things. Yes. Oh, so beautiful. And I'm curious, um, what would you say like some of the biggest factors that if you were to like share with the people listening, like what would be some of the biggest pieces that they could start to, and we've been kind of sharing about this throughout this whole episode, but what would you say to someone who is looking to 
get more embodied in abundance in their business within themselves? Like how, what were some, what are some steps that someone could take today to like start cultivating that within themselves Mm. and in their life? Like you said, I feel like we keep like sprinkling it in, but like to the first thing, what really comes to me, it's really about embodiment. That's so important. And I know you're living it and practicing it. You know, it's like, that's where we are. And uh, like really embodying the version of you that is abundant, you know, so first it's, it's the embodiment because the version of me, you know, when I started my manifestation and, you know, abundance journey, like I was dreaming about like 5k months, 10k months, 50k months, like it keeps rising. Right. But the version of me who is doing multiple five figures a month, it's not the same as the version of me who was praying for 5k months. It's completely different way of seeing things, seeing the world, seeing myself. So what is the version of you that is living in that abundance and freedom? What does she wear? What does she say? How does she act? How does she treat herself, right? The version of me who is doing like six-figure months is different than the version of me who was praying for 10K months, right? So you get to step into that and start choosing from moment to moment to be that and to embody that. And then also if abundance for you means like more material prosperity and money, well, then you really get to create the relationship with money. Like me and my husband, we do weekly dates with money when we not only like track our investments and income, but really connect with money. When we write a letter to money, where we really connect, when we go really deep, because any relationship that you want to work, you get to work on it, right? Yeah, like you cannot be in a relationship and talk to the partner like once in six months when you freak out that all your numbers are in red or that the numbers are not going as much up as you would like to and you keep praying for it that doesn't help like you get to be present to what you want to appreciate and grow so money dates and relationship with money it's another amazing tool that really helps me so the embodiment the relationship with money and also like allowing yourself to expand because sometimes we get so comfortable. We are like, oh, multiple five figures. I'm there. This feels good. Like, I'm good. Like, why would I be working more? Why would I be creating more programs? Like, this is working. But then it's like our soul, it's craving expansions. So it will force you to expand whether you like it or not. You know, sometimes we fall on our face to really realize the contrast. Like, okay, I want to grow. So allowing yourself to expanding and growing and changing mind and changing your programs and changing what you're doing, like really this grace and commitment to grow into yourself. Mm, Yes, 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 yes. Like everything that you said is so, so empowering and so important because something that I share a lot as well is like the identity that you hold on a subconscious mind and body way is literally what influences every single aspect of your life, your business, who you are, how you're oriented in the world. And so, like you said, it's like really starting to incorporate a practice ongoingly of, you know, the perversion of you that you desire to be. And it's not to say that, you know, we don't get to enjoy where we are right now, but it's like you said, you know, the five, the person who is desiring to make 10 K a month mm-hmm. is going to be different than the version of you who's making 50 K a month. And the reason for that is their beliefs are going to be different. The way you make moves is going to be different. The way you choose to invest in yourself, how you nurture yourself, like 
that we're consistently meeting new versions of ourselves every single day. I mean, I know my clients even say this too. They're like, I don't even feel like I'm the same person I was last week. And that's actually really quite normal, especially when you, you're an entrepreneur, especially when you're a leader, you're someone who's doing such potent work in the world. It's so natural for us to be expanding. And then we'll have moments of contraction where we kind of just pull back a little bit and we're like, okay, I'm going to like explore this, you know, shadowy stuff that's existing for me. And then you expand again. And that's really where that identity work becomes so, so important. And what you were saying too, about looking at your relationship with money as you would a person, as a partner, as the love of your life. Like when we're looking at abundance through the lens of money, of course, abundance is literally everything and all things at all time. But I feel like a lot of times when people are like, oh, I want to live more in a a more abundant reality. Maybe that looks like having the freedom to travel more. Maybe that looks like buying a house or whatever it is. Being able to recognize that through the expansion of your financial reality, that financial liberation is going to afford you the ability to have these other options. Showing up to the altar of that relationship with devotion and love is so, so crucial. And so I really deeply appreciate all those tips that you provided. Those are amazing. (laughs) It's so beautiful, you know, and also for the listeners who are like listening now and just nodding their heads and they're saying like, oh, this really resonates. Well, what are you going to do about it? Because it's really cool when we listen to the podcast and we read the book, but what are you going to do differently? If you want your life to expand and to change, you got to commit to creating something and doing something differently, you know, or being someone different, even if you step in just the beingness and the embodiment. So really like ask yourself out of this episode, what is the one thing that I'm taking? What is the one thing I'm going to be doing? What am I going to be practicing on what topic, on what thing I want to go even deeper Because it's really nice when we listen to podcasts and we feel good in the moment. But what about tomorrow? Mm. What about one week from now? You'll forget it unless, one, you teach it, right? Like I I learned the best when I teach it. I read something, I I teach it and or I like, you know, tell it to my clients or just like the embodiment of it, like doing something about it. Yes, I love that. It's like information without implementation is just information. (laughs) And that's where people get like stuck in these like self-help spirals where they're constantly seeking the next book, the next retreat, the next plant medicine ceremony. And they're just like trying to like fuel this part of them that is literally just asking for the embodiment. It's like, how can I take what I'm hearing, take what I learn and actually live it, breathe it, be it and be the embodied version of my desires. And that actually leads me to the last question that I ask literally every person that comes on the show is what does being an embodied leader mean to you? The first thing that really comes to me is being myself, you know, Mm. because there is no other, there's no other right or wrong, like answer to that, right? Like me being myself, I embodying the truest version of me and being a leader means being an example. So I'm being an example by being myself and whether we like it or not, we always are an example for others, but is it a positive or is it the one that we don't want to be like ever. So, you know, being embodied leader for me, it's being myself and making sure that I keep expanding so I can bring my clients and the people around me with me so they can keep growing and expanding. 
Oh, so beautiful. Yes. Being an embodied leader is all about unapologetically being who you are. Hell yes. Oh, I love this so much. And I'm just so deeply grateful for all of your wisdom. It's such a honor to share this space with you. And I'd love for you to share where people can find you, what you've got going on so that they can connect with you outside of this episode as well. Mm, love that thank you so much for the invitation and my favorite place to connect really it's instagram just my name and i know you will write it in the show notes because nobody can ever spell it so let's leave it in the show notes right <laughs> yes so my uh my you know my instagram is just my name or my podcast unapologetically abundant i just love you know hanging out there and what i have going on going on right now i'm in the states for a couple of months and i'm hosting vip weekends um, that it's like one-on-one retreat, you know, because I love going really deep and that's what lights me up doing the one-on-one. Then I'm going back to Tulum, which I'm still open to VIP weekends there. And then in October, we are hosting retreat in Bali, which I'm super excited. We've been there in 2019, hosted retreat and I miss it. So those are like the closest and biggest things because I don't plan long-term anymore because you plan and then life and world changes. So I'm like, this is good for now. <laughs> yes. Oh, so amazing. And so excited to see more about your Bali retreat. Bali is one of my favorite places in the whole world. So I might be checking that out. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here with all of us. You are such a light in this world and just endlessly grateful for the energy that you share and the wisdom that you hold. And for everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Definitely feel free to reach out to us. Let us know your takeaways and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Embodied Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us reach more coaches and entrepreneurs just like you. And also don't forget to check out our blog each week, which you'll find in the show notes. I would absolutely love for you to take a screenshot and share this episode to your Instagram stories and tag me at I am Rachel Fisher. I can't wait to see you next week. Talk to you soon.